Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Going to the front lines in the fight for life, our good friend Rebecca Klein is the executive director of a Woman's Choice Pregnancy Care Center in Lakeland. And, uh, wow, you know, January is Sanctity of Human Life Month, after all. Yes, and she always talks about this with a great deal of clarity and grace. Yeah, and the recent conversation, we she was uh, bringing out some stats and uh, these statistics, it, you know, it, it, you'd have to just go look for these on your own. Where would you find them right. if, if Rebecca didn't bring them <laughs> to us? This is great. It's insightful stuff. Of course, you know, it's going to be Christ-centered, biblically-based. All right, so let me pick things up uh, with our conversation with Rebecca. Let's see. Yeah, right here. Thank you for being with us, as always. Uh, we enjoy our time together. And, uh, you know, you have something coming up. I, I want to make sure I highlight this. It's coming up on uh, January 3rd. 30th, which is this coming Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? Yes, 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 it is. Um, we're having a, a special event in Lakeland. It's an educational event. Um, and I'd like to clarify that it's not fundraising. This is really just for the community. This is for the church. Um, and it's uh, just to provide that education to keep people informed about the issue that we're fighting um, because there is so many um, lies and misunderstandings and misconceptions and lack of information. Um, And I I believe the Word of God says, uh, for lack of knowledge, you know, people perish or something like that. And so we want to just make sure that the church is informed. So we have this special event called Abortion in the Pews. And uh, it's a little bit of a a, a intense title, I might say, because uh, I think it'll raise a lot of question. Well, what are you talking about? Abortion in the Pews. But it's, it's a message for the church, capital C, you know, uh, just believers in Christ uh, to help understand the impact of abortion in our churches, on our churches, and why the gospel is the answer to the problem. Yeah, in the pews. Let's think about this. And we talk about this from time to time. We've got women and men who have had abortions Mm -hmm. in their past, and they need some healing. We have women and men facing unplanned pregnancies and and either considering or directly planning for an abortion. You never know where they are in that decision-making process. And and women and men just, you know, grappling with the issue in general. So that's, that's a big group of people, isn't it? It really is, and, and it's just not something talked about enough. And, and I understand. I just, I always want to acknowledge, I understand it's not an easy conversation to have. Um, it, it's not an easy thing to talk about because people have been hurt by it. They're experiencing pain um, because it's just such an um, explosive kind of issue to discuss. But as believers, we can't hide from things because they're hard. Um, we need to face them. If, if we're going to have an impact, and, and I believe biblically that God's called us to have an impact in this issue, we need to be aware and talk about it and recognize that really one of the sources of this, this that generated this idea to have this event is the idea that in the church, and we hear it, we see it a lot, that it's thought, abortion is thought of as an issue out there. Oh, yes, there, there's abortion. It's a problem, but it's out there. What we're asking Christians to see is it's not just out there. It's also 
in the church because of all those things you just said, because of all those who already had those abortions, and because uh, there's statistics, there's been studies done that show that um, I believe it's one in four, 40, or 40%, that's the number, 40% of women and men who've had, well, women who've had abortions, but the men who are alongside with them report that they were attending church regularly at least once a month and were believers in Christ. Mm-hmm. 40%. Wow. That's wow. a big number. That's staggering. Yeah, yeah. And so this idea that abortion is a, a worldly problem and not something the church needs to address is just false. And so it just, uh, we're, our desire is to inform and then motivate believers in Christ to speak up about this, and, and pastors especially. Um, there's a lot of fear. I mean, I know many, many godly, wonderful pastors who do speak about abortion from the pulpit and, and bring it to their churches, but then I also know many, many who do not. And there's so many reasons that they don't. Um, fear being one of them, fear of offending, fear of losing people, um, sometimes it's just because they think it's a political issue, so it doesn't belong in the church. Um, there's just, you know, countless reasons that, that pastors don't talk about it. But it needs to start there in the pulpit, but also within the church to begin saying, hey, wait, this is not just a problem in the world. This is a problem in the church. So what do we need to do about it? So that the next step is action. The next step always has to be action, but we start with education. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Producer Mark, you just uh, were chatting with somebody on the phone. They wanted to bring up a, a very valid point. Yes, there was a, a woman who had called who said she went through a program for healing uh, after having had an abortion and, and was with other women as well. And the consensus amongst many of the women that were there were saying that, you know, the decision is not always autonomous. What happens is, is that there's pressure mm. that will come from a boyfriend mm-hmm. or will mm-hmm. come from parents to have the abortion. So that, she said, uh, was very powerful in terms of adding shame uh, to the person that was in yeah. for counsel. Yeah, Rebecca, what do you think? I mean, you've seen that yeah, right? more absolutely. than likely a lot, yeah. unfortunately. I'm glad she called to just share that perspective um, because that's absolutely true. I mean, it's really a a complex, uh, the decision to have an abortion, the decisions faced when in an unplanned pregnancy are just as complex as life is. You know, there's never a uh, simple, uh, some people without, again, understanding, just reduce abortion to selfishness. I've heard that. I've heard Christians speak against women who've had abortions in a very broad stroke saying, well, they're just selfish. And I I just hate hearing that perspective because I do know that every individual situation is, first of all, unique um, and, and full of so many factors that can lead a woman down that path. And, and pressure from outside sources is very a very significant factor. Um, like the woman who called said, whether that's the uh, male partner in the relationship putting pressure on a situation, um, parents, there's parents who've driven their children, uh, forcing them. In fact, one of our volunteers was 
15 years old when her mother uh, forced her to have an abortion, drove her to the clinic and, and made her do it. Um, sometimes it, it may not be to that level, but just the pressure of, well, you can't live here if, you know, if you don't have this abortion or um, the boyfriend will break up if you don't have the abortion. But then there's all the other pressures that come with it as well, all those outside influences. The culture alone is an influence. Everything has changed in our world around us where abortion is not just uh, accepted, it's in some ways celebrated, and it's um, expected. And so women go to doctors, you know, saying, oh, yeah, confirming a pregnancy, and and then they ask, well, is this something you want? And, and someone might be wrestling with that, and they say, oh, well, you know, just have an abortion. You know, the, the medical community, not that there aren't amazing pro-life doctors in our communities, but generally speaking, the medical community will pressure women to abort. So there are so many pressures and it's never or rarely um, a simple, quick, selfish decision. And because you can get an abortion, some people say, well, you could have had an abortion, too bad, so sad for whatever problems you're having and however difficult it may be. Right, right. Without taking into consideration um, the, the levels of trauma and challenge and pain in her life. And that's why compassion is such a critical piece of responding to the abortion issue. Yet, yes, this event is about asking people to recognize it in the church, but then there's always going to follow how do we respond to it. And so it's not bringing exposure to abortion in the church so that we can judge people It's bringing exposure to abortion in the church so that we can reach people in those moments of decision, in those moments of needing healing with the love and compassion of Christ. But first, we have to realize that they're there, you know, not just out in the world. Knowing how to respond uh, to folks when they, when you're discussing this issue as part of the the awareness, you know, and the educations. Yeah. That's why we yeah. have this conversation. I want to yeah. ask you a hard question. Can I ask you a hard question? Sure. Yes, yes, of course. In your experience, have you ever had a woman who kept her baby come mm. to you and say, I wish I would have chosen abortion? Mm. That's a great question, Kurt. And, um, Truth be told, the answer is no, Hmm. no. Now, I will admit I have heard that kind of dialogue language, um, but reported through pro-abortion agencies. Mm -hmm. So if you are on some of their websites and all the different organizations nationally that promote abortion, um, they do post stories like that and and use testimonials like that and uh, really present a very distorted view, you know, very different from what we see. But I've been working in pro-life ministry for over 20 years. Never once has anybody said that. Never. that, that's That's the amazing part of God's work in this because what the enemy means for harm, God means for good, turns into good. And, and the beauty is, and this is, you know, a 
critical part of the message for a woman and man facing that unplanned pregnancy. And, and for truly for all of us in any challenge we face in life, if we let God into this situation, you know, uh, just uh, surrender our own fears and, and uh, all that's around us and say, God, I'm going to follow you no matter what. He can take the worst of situations and make them amazing. And that's what we see over and over again when a woman makes that courageous choice for life, whether she's keeping the baby or placing the baby for adoption, God works in those situations to bring joy and to bring peace and to restore but we have to let him in first. And when um, someone chooses abortion, they're not letting him in. Mm, and, yes. and then we miss those opportunities. Yes. What about the LifeWay research study? It's, uh, it's with yeah. CareNet, the study of American men whose partner has had an abortion. There was a survey yeah. of 1,000 American men. There were some very surprising things that came out of this. Yeah, so a lot of revealing things. I, what I like about that study is that it kind of had two different sides to it. They were addressing men to see where men fit into this equation. Yet at the same time, the report reveals the impact on both men and women because it's the women actually having the abortion. But we learned so much about that, that reveals about the church's role in the abortion issue. Just, just the, the ideas that um, they asked men, uh, who, did, who did she, who did you discuss this with before making an abortion decision. And then they give a whole list of different possibilities, friends, you know, doctors, um, someone at a local church, only 3% reported that they went to a local church for help mm. when they were facing before they made the decision. Yeah. So we have to ask ourselves why, you know, that the, the church should be, if you're a believer in Christ, part of a godly community, that should be the first place you go, right? In, yeah. in the midst of trial and, yes. and struggle, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to, the church has to say, well, why is that? Well, my, my, you know, the understanding is a shame because they ask the other question, well, what reaction would you, did you think you'd get if you went to the local church. Now, some were positive. Some said, you know, about 23% said, well, no, I think they'd care about it. 30% said they thought they'd be condemned. 42% felt like they would be judged. Wow. So there, there's a shame and a fear. Like, I, well, no, I can't go to the church because I'm going to be judged for this and I'm going to be condemned for this. That, these are the types of things the church needs to see, that there are women and men facing unplanned pregnancies in our churches. They are considering abortion because the world is pressuring them that that's the easiest way out of this, and they're afraid to come to their brothers and sisters in Christ and their shepherds as pastors because they're afraid of being judged. So the church has to do something to change that perception. We need to be available, um, non-judgmental, non-condemning, with love, with compassion, welcoming people to say, yes, we're here to help you. The gospel message needs to be communicated in the church clearly in regard to this issue. So many people 
They believe that abortion is the unforgivable sin. Yeah. It's the yeah. one exception mm-hmm. to the grace rule given to us through Jesus so true. dying and, and rising from the grave, the gospel, you know, our salvation. They're like, okay, well, yeah, but I feel I feel horrible. Even though intellectually I know Jesus' blood cleanses me from all sin, I know it's not the unforgivable sin, but I just feel like it is. And yeah. I'm stuck in this place. What do you want to say to that person listening today? Yeah, yeah. And if I can just support that, Kurt, with another statistic, more than half of them believe that when they hear teachings in church on forgiveness, it doesn't apply to abortion. Mm, yeah. Isn't that wow. just terrible? They hear yes. pastors teach Jesus forgives, and they say, yes, 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 but not that. So I just they're even reporting exactly what you're saying. But just to, to support exactly what you're saying, that the forgiveness Jesus bought for us with his very life on the cross covers all sin. There is no unforgivable sin, and we are all level at the foot of the cross. No sin is worse than the other. If one's had an abortion and the other is not, we have all sinned, fall short of God's glory, and that's why Jesus came, because he loves us in our sin. He loves us before we come to him, and he loves us when we're yet sinners, And when we just come to him, he's going to pour that love out over us. And he will forgive an abortion in the same way he forgives every sin. All we need to do is come to him. And the enemy will try to convince that person in their mind, in that shame, not to, to hold on to it. No, not that. No, you can't bring that to him. It's too bad. It's too dirty. But it's not true. That's not what the Word of God says. That's not what Jesus says. And He wants us to come. There is forgiveness. There is healing. And there is hope for those who face that experience to be fully healed and whole. Yes. Tremendous Amen. hope in Jesus. Rebecca, Amen. thank you so much. Whenever we yeah. uh, talk about the gospel, I mean, that's our message, right? This is so yeah. vitally important. Yeah. It it should excite us, and, and it does. And, and maybe you're listening here this morning, and you've felt... Um, you know, that the Lord met you where you are today as you're struggling through these issues. Yeah. Would you take a moment and just text something to us so we can continue to pray for you? Or just, yeah. it's nice to see God at work. Um, we never really know what he's up to. And if you don't want to text, that's fine. But if Rebecca was talking to you directly this morning, would you text, that's me, to 888-777-6810? Just text That's Me, 888-777-6810. Rebecca, thank you for your ministry, and thank you for for being such a good friend. And uh, there again, being partners in ministry, it doesn't get much better than that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, guys. I love you both. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Curtin Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.